earlier in the year, I declared 2023 the year of average ticket. Well, that conversation continues this year here on the podcast. Hello and welcome into another episode of the BA $100,000 Haircutter Podcast. I'm Ivan Zoot and I'm happy to have you here for this season number 11, episode number 16 in our continuing conversation of being, becoming, staying, keeping, growing yourself as a $100,000 haircutter, a beauty or barber professional who excels at the highest levels in our industry. Happy to have you back as we continue the conversation this year. And as I said in the intro, 2023, I declared it the year of average ticket, the year in which one of the things that was going to have the greatest impact on our income and bottom line was our actions and our results in trying to drive our average ticket. Certainly, as spring has sprung, because this episode goes live on Easter, uh, we just had the opening days of Passover, Uh, Spring is truly here, and uh, that means Raise Your Haircut Prices Day in the USA is not terribly far away, July 1, our haircutter holiday, but, and that's going to contribute significantly to average ticket increases for you this year, no matter when you take that price increase, but I want to talk about something we can do right now, because I always like to talk about things we can do right now. I'm always about the actions we can take, the concrete moves that will make things happen. But things we can do so that at the end of 2023, when we calculate our average ticket for that last month, for that last quarter, and looking back over the whole year, our average is above average relative to last year. So I'm going to take you back a little bit. I'm going to tell you a story about my life before I was part of the beauty and barber industry. Another lifetime, another industry, another business, and an exceptional experience opportunity that I had. And I'm going to talk about how we can apply that lesson of that experience to what we do behind the chair in the interest of average ticket. So here we go with the story. A terribly long time ago, I went to community college and I completed a program in hospitality and food service administration. And I got my first post-college job as a sales representative for an institutional food service and restaurant supply company. And we prided ourselves on the fact that I think we stocked in our warehouse in the near south suburbs of Chicago, stocked like 40,000 items. We're talking everything in a restaurant except the things you eat. From the dining room chairs to the silverware to the cooking equipment to the carryout paper products, you name it. Literally, we sold it all. And as a salesperson with a territory on the street calling on my regular customers, I was supervised by what was called a district manager. His job was to help me grow my business with the company. We were very independent-minded, much like beauty and barber professionals. It was a 100% commission job, just like a traditional haircutter. I've been playing this game this way for a very, very long time. So their job was to really empower us with skills and training to grow our business. And one of the things we did when we got together with our boss, which was usually at a restaurant in between customer calls and visits, was we did a review of what was called the Chubby Report. The Chubby Report was a printout back in the old days, green line, green and white, horizontal lined paper report 
with those big metal prongs folded through it in a cover. We got one of those every month and Chubby, C-H-U-B-I, was an acronym that stood for Customer History Units by Item. Customer History Units by Item. And this report was divided up by our customers, by their customer numbers, numerically. And within a customer was the items they purchased from us, again, numerically. So we had all kinds of codes for all kinds of item numbers, but they were alphanumeric. And in alphanumeric order in our various categories. So we had J, janitorial items. We had P, paper items. We had C, china and dishes. We had K, kitchen items. All these prefixes, letters, and then numbers ranging from one to four digits, I think. And the Chubby Report Review was a process where we would sit down with the report and it showed the most recent six weeks of order activity. It was printed every week. So it was a six week rolling information document and it showed, and I'm just going to use an example, um, 9P100, I still remember the number from back in the old days, 9P100 was the item number for square cocktail bar napkins. Just an example of that item. So it would say 9P100, it had the item's name, it would have the item's cost and selling price, what that customer paid for it, because we were able to negotiate on pricing. And then for each of the previous six weeks, it would show the number of units purchased. So you could see that Jimmy's Bar bought, for instance, two cases of 9P100 every week. Two, 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 two. So it's pretty safe to say when you go in to see Jimmy on a weekly basis, Jimmy's going to buy approximately two cases. Now, if you see he jumps up to three, maybe he ran out. Maybe he was busier. Maybe it was Super Bowl or um, St. Patrick's Day and the bar was busy. Who knows? But this was your way of knowing who, what's being bought. Now, what we were looking for when we reviewed the Chubby Report was two things. We were either looking for an item that had been purchased regularly that had fallen off. Perhaps that item was taken over by a competitor. We weren't the only ones selling in that account. Somebody could have slipped in a case of our napkins. All of a sudden, he likes those better, the price is better, he stops buying them from me. I have to spot these things in real time to be able to protect and maintain my business. Now, the other side of the review of that report was looking for holes. So, for instance, my manager would go over the report with me and he'd point out, you know, Ivan, Jimmy's Bar, they don't buy any S product. S was silverware. You know they buy silverware. That's a bar with a restaurant. You know they're buying forks and knives and things, but there's no silverware on the report. He's never bought silverware from you, at least not in the past six weeks. So what that did is it created the opportunity for me to highlight silverware on the report, actually in the margins, because there was no silverware in his report, make a note silverware. And the next time I went in to see Jimmy, say to him, hey, Jimmy, you need any forks, knives, or spoons? Now, Jimmy might say, oh, I buy those from the other guy. Or Jimmy might say, no, I'm good in that area. Or Jimmy might say, hey, you know what? Yeah, as long as you're writing up an order, throw me in two dozen teaspoons. Boom. I just added teaspoons to his report. I just gained a line item. I might have taken it over from a competitor. It might just have been a long time since he knew he needed it. But I am finding new items to add to the order. I am building average order 
and making more money. So the Chubby Report was used to review business, to keep business, and to identify new business. That's my little story about some of my sales history. And right after a quick break, we're going to apply this concept to the Beauty and Barber business. I'm excited to share it with you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for being here. If you're digging the podcast, I want to hear from you. Let me know what you think. If you're not digging the podcast, I want to hear from you. Let me know what you'd like to hear about. And if you're really enjoying this and it's helping you, maybe you want to level up and you want to join the $100,000 Haircutter Online Academy. Tons of benefits, incredible support, the best way I can help you week in and week out. Click the link in the podcast description, learn more about the Academy, and join us this month. And the link I'm sharing, the first month, totally free. You don't have to give me a penny. I'll give you all the support for nothing. I'm so confident you're going to want to stick around and be a part of the Academy. Join today. I look forward to helping you. Now, back to the podcast. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. Let's apply the principle of the review of the customer history units by item, the Chubby Report, that I used in restaurant supplies to raise your average ticket in the beauty and barber business. What we're going to do is this, because we did something like this in my first salon when I was an assistant, when I was apprenticing. My job in the morning was to come in and to transfer, because back in those days we were still using paper, to transfer the paper appointment book to a strip of paper that was essentially our running list for the day. Times, names of people coming in and the services they were to receive. So my job was to transfer it over. Where we used this chubby report concept was in the morning, take the time, take the pause, plan for and allow for the opportunity to review the day at the beginning of the day. Anyone can do this with their appointment book, whether you're using an online appointment booking system, whether you're using a classic paper appointment book, look through your book. Look at who's coming in and look at what services they're having, look to see if any of those services are new first-time services for that individual, look to see who is a repeater who's coming back in, look to see who's a brand new first-time client, and then write on the list, just like on my report, make notes about the upsell opportunities that are presenting themselves for the day. So as an example, you've got a client coming in, She's never bought hair color. And again, just like my chubby report, you've got client files, you've got information on these clients. Check your information. You've got a client who's never had color before. Make a note today to suggest some form of color service. You've got a client who doesn't buy take home hair care product. Make a note up front. You know them, you know their hair. What would be a perfect item for them to take home today? write that item down on the list. What we're doing is we're looking at our book and we are identifying our opportunities. Whether we're going to upsell today, whether we're going to suggest and rebook for the next appointment sooner than later to come back for a chemical or something, whether we're gonna add a product, it's either service or product, you know that. We're gonna review the book, number one. Number two, we're gonna identify the opportunities. 
Number three, we're going to do what I call setting up for success. So as an example, if you've got a client in your chair for whom you believe that firm hold styling gel is the take home hair care product they need to take home today, go up front and get one first thing in the morning and set it aside at or near your station. This creates the opportunity for you to say, Hey, Jimmy, when I was reviewing my book this morning, I saw your name in the book and I said, I want to remember to tell Jimmy about Clipper Guy Firmhold Styling Gel. Hang on. And then you reach and grab the one that you pulled for him that now has a level of specialness and deliberateness. So number one, look at your book. Number two, identify your opportunities. Number three, set yourself up for these kinds of successes. If you're going to pitch highlighting, flip through a style book now. Look through the internet now in the morning first thing and screen save a picture of the type of highlighting that is right for Mrs. Smith. You get my drift. Look at your book. Identify your opportunities. Set yourself up for success. Do the pre-work that will take the pressure off later so you'll, it'll be very easy to do the work, the important work that will achieve the sales. Number four on the list of things is obviously execute. Plan your work. Now it's time to work your plan. Get busy with the day and tackle and address and conquer the opportunities that present themselves throughout the day. If there are new opportunities that crop up during the day, make notes on them too. Because that daily sheet is not only a tabulation of your revenue and a marching order for your upsell activities, it's also going to be used for your postmortem, your, your assessment, your autopsy. At the end of the day, how'd it go? How successful were you? Of the products you targeted to sell, how many found their way out the door? How many made the cash register ring? How successful were you on your product activities? How successful were you on your uh, service upsells? And of course, we finish up this idea with the tried and true beauty industry phrase, lather, rinse, repeat. The next day, it starts all over again. Look at your book, identify your opportunities, Set yourself up for success, execute, and analyze your results. This type of proactive upselling can have a stunning impact on your bottom line and on your success in driving your average ticket. That's our conversation for today, for season number 11, episode number 16 of the $100,000 Haircutter Podcast. You know we're going to be back next week with more. You know I want to hear from you this week to expand on this concept, and you know I'm here to help. Thank you for being here and have a great week. Bye-bye.